if you've ever read the book by Sheryl Sandberg, Lean In, I mean, it's a bestseller. You know, people have were reading it on mass years ago. But in that book, she talks about her business experience as a woman. Um, they, they hit on this 2003 experiment where business professors Frank Flynn and Cameron Anderson, now of Stanford University and Berkeley University, showed a, a case study on a noted female entrepreneur to a group of university students. And he and Anderson signed, assigned the name Heidi to one half of the copies and Howard to the other. And respondents then had to rate both candidates, you know, as, you know, if they're competent or incompetent. Both candidates were competent. They rated them as competent. But they said Howard seemed nice. And when it came to Heidi, she seemed bossy. So... It's interesting because it was just a switch on the name. It was a gender switch. And I was reading on the weekend that there are several women entrepreneurs have, that have admitted to creating fake male assistants so that they can navigate the gender bias in business. One uh, was out of uh, Calgary. She said she she was running this uh, digital agency and she had a virtual virtual assistant named Mike Jones and really, it was just an email alias, and she used it to handle some aspects of uh, the business she found a little more challenging as a female. So she would get delegate him to the tasks like collecting um, payments that were in the rears, dealing with uh, clients that might be difficult. And apparently, he could be more direct when chasing down overdue payments from clients and his tone and brevity seemed to get the job done more effectively and was acceptable. Nancy Wilson is founder and CEO of the Canadian Women's Chamber of Commerce. She's here to talk about the topic. Welcome to the show, Nancy. Good to have you on. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm happy to be here. This is the first time I have ever heard of a, a female creating a, a fake male assistant, but apparently this actually happens. Yeah, yeah. I've I've read about it before and I've I've heard about it. Yep. And you go on to say, uh, this isn't just a, a cute, quirky story, because it does sound kind of amusing. Okay, it's still me behind the computer, but if they think I'm a man, uh, then I can say some things that are just not, not acceptable or as easy to stomach coming from a woman, allows me to get right down to business and do it properly and uh, save some time here. It speaks to a larger issue of gender roles. Can you can you talk about that? Yeah, so... You know, it's it's a it's a cute story to talk about. You create um, a workaround, and it makes for for a good story, of course. But what it really illustrates is how deeply gender roles are really baked into um, everyday um, everyday business uh, reactions and and everyday uh, ways that we relate to each other. And also how those gender roles and the way that we relate to each other um, can really impact day-to-day uh, tasks and and the challenges of running a business. Not just uh, the big issues that that women face running a business, and by big issues I mean, you know, accessing capital, um, getting access to major supply chains, um, but those everyday tasks like trying to uh, collect on an invoice in a timely fashion, um, trying to trying to negotiate uh, with a customer who uh, who is being rude or um, treating you as a business owner with a real lack of, of disrespect and feels that they can do so 
because of those baked in gender roles that um, that we are bombarded with from from minute one as we grow up in in this culture. There's something called a likability bias. Can you describe what that is? Yeah, so the likability bias is is really based on gender roles and expectations. So we have expectations uh, for how people are going to behave. And when someone violates those expectations, um, we react negatively to that. So when a man acts in a way that is congruent or uh, in line with those expectations we have for a man, um, we actually see that as being very positive. If a woman acts in a way that is uh, in line with how we expect women to act, um, then we like that person because it, it is in line. But if a woman or a man acts in a way that is uh, not how, how we expect them to act, we react very negative, negatively to that. So, for example, if, if a woman acts in a way that is, is assertive, let's say, the reaction is, is negative, and we don't see it as assertive or confident. We will mm-hmm. see it as bossy or, right. or aggressive. And we'll assign names like climate change Barbie when it comes to uh, Catherine McKenna, who's stepping exactly. down from politics. It's uh, exactly. it's interesting because, you know, you would think that the, that that might break down and, and some, you know, that women would be kinder to women. But this likability bias seems to be across the board. It's just it's embraced by all of us. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is that we all grow up um, being faced with with similar messages about gender roles. Right. So it, it's not that um, one gender sees the other gender in a certain way. We, you know, we all are faced with the same messages. Mm-hmm. We want to have good expectations about what the world is going to be like. So we want to um, kind of expect how people are going to act and react to us. So, so this likability bias is, is efficient for us. Um, but when it comes to people acting, um, you know, trying to um, act within a system um, that really hasn't been built for us, meaning, you know, the work world, um, the entrepreneurship world, it has very much been built for, for men. It was built by men for men. And the idea that women and marginalized populations can just sort of go out there and, and make it if they work hard enough, that's, that just simply is not true. So the workaround for some women has been to create this male alter ego that when they they feel that they're going to come across this likability bias, they get him to do all the dirty work for him, and he just happens to be an alias online. Where's the pitfall here? Because I can see, I can see a big sure. pitfall of somebody saying, yeah, I'd like to talk to Mike. And you're like, right. uh, Mike is uh, indisposed right now. When will Mike be available? Mike is, um, he'll be available via email in about 10 minutes time. I mean, can you tell me the, the p- potential pitfalls of women assuming this alias? I mean, the obvious pitfall is if the customer or the supplier, the contractor, whoever you're dealing with, with the alter ego, if this comes to light that you have been, you know, using this false alias. Sure, disingenuous. 
Exactly. Then there's there's going to be um, a situation where there's a, a lack of trust, perhaps mm-hmm. some embarrassment. Um, the second issue is that it doesn't do you as as a woman identified um, business owner any favors um, in terms of positioning yourself as the boss in in a leadership position and in a position of power. So. It can be a shortcut, a workaround, a Band-Aid solution, if you will, Um, but it's not going to be a long-term solution. Right. And in the long run, I guess this wouldn't be great for female, uh, the female workforce trying to, um, you know, lead. It's a hindrance. At the end of the day, we have to, you know, move forward and it's going to be uh, uncomfortable. But that's the way it is. It always is for uh, trailblazers, isn't it? Definitely. Definitely. But I mean, the changes that have to be made are really um, systemic in nature. Yeah. So um, those systemic changes need to be made as a community, as a whole, and at the policy and, and systems level. So I wouldn't expect an individual woman entrepreneur to take that on on a daily basis. I, I think that women entrepreneurs who are getting up every day, running their business the best way that they can, are doing really hard work yep. to, to, to make a difference every day. And then organizations like the Canadian Women's Chamber of Commerce, we are working on, on systemic change. Nancy, thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate your time with us. No problem. Thanks for inviting me. Have a great day. Nancy Wilson, founder and CEO of the Canadian Women's Chamber of Commerce.